I got what you want, I know what you want I got what you need, I know what you need I got what you like, I know what you like I got what you love, I am your plug And we are back. Back again. This is another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you on this fine Sunday evening. And when you get this, it'll be a Monday morning. It's your boy, Faraz in the building. And I got with me, as always, my brother, Tyler Murray. What's up, bro? Sir. Not much, man. I'm feeling good. You know, we got baseball starting. We got basketball playoffs. Feeling good. And I got some season tickets to the Mets this year. So I'm excited about that too. You know, got me a little 20 game plan. So I'm going to be out there in Queens watching my uh, my faithful. Okay, bet, bet. When you're in Queens, going to stop and get some falafel over by Steinway. You know yeah. what I mean? Steinway Street, you know, if you're feeling frisky. And uh, yeah, man, I'm glad to hear you're doing good. You already know we got a couple of Mets fans here on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Some Mets loyal. So that's pretty hype, bro. I got the weekday plan. Because, you know, I got that flexibility. I can get there whenever. And it was the cheapest. So <laughs> it's a win-win scenario. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. 20 games, weekdays. It includes the two best games of the year, which are the home opener, right? Which happens to be Jackie Robinson Day. Shout out. Hey, shout out. And Subway Series versus the Yankees. So I'm hype about that. Going to make a nice little return because your boy's going to sell both of those. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't get much better than that either, bro. Because like you mentioned, two of the better games, uh, best games probably for the Mets all year. And like you said, going to get that cash moolah goo-wop on the return on that investment. So that's good stuff, Thanks. brother. You know? And without further ado, man, we got a jam action packed episode of the hoop plug today man it's the back end of the season for most people they've already played 81 games for a lot of teams they've already played 82 and we got a lot of playoff basketball coming up you know what i mean yes and that's all gonna be broken in by the play-in tournament right tuesday it all starts we got the seven eight matchups in the eastern and western conference and that's immediately followed by wednesday the eight nine seeds facing off in the western and eastern conference again before we even get into the play-in man i had to hit him with the breaking news you know what i'm saying man like it came down to the wire you know what i'm saying it's been a long season a lot of heavy hitters we saw hashtag washed king prove to the rest of us that he's really not a washed king you know what i'm saying but with all that being said, when it came to being able to put the most points in the basket, put the ball in the basket the most, there's someone that I got to give that recognition to for this season. It's our boy, Joel Embiid, down in Philadelphia. And I don't mean to change or take us from our regularly scheduled programming, right? But at the same time, it came down to the wire between him, Giannis, LeBron. Like There was a lot of people in that conversation. You know what I'm saying? And Joel Embiid... The lonely sixer, you know what I'm saying? James Harden was injured. Ben Simmons left him all season, you know? And he's proved that he is the best scorer in the NBA, at least for this season. <laughs> yeah, and this is one of the few awards where you don't have to wait for the media to vote on it. You know, this is just by the numbers. Joel Embiid, historic season. If he doesn't run away with that MVP, at least he's got the scoring title under his belt. Most 40-10 games in an NBA regular season First player in a long time to average 30 from the center position. 
It's been a hell of a year for Joel Embiid. Shouts to him. For sure, for sure, for sure. And with all that being said, back to your original posed question of the play-in matchup, Clippers versus the T-Wolves, and who do I got? Man, that's probably one of the more interesting matchups we're going to have in the play-in, right? Because you have two teams here. Clippers, who are a team normally who's a top four seed, right? Barring injuries, we would never see them in this kind of territory, right? And the T-Wolves are a team who are just finding their stride, right? Carl Anthony down after being a star for the first four or five years in his career, having a couple down seasons. And now, with the support of D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards, we've seen kind of a rejuvenation in his game. You know what I mean? We know he can shoot. We know he can rebound. We know he can play defense. And we know he can score. But he's been able to pick up every single facet of his game and increase the level and his production. You know, so that's that. Um, D'Angelo Russell, he's not quite the guy that we knew in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? But he's still a competitive person who you got to guard on the offensive end every single night. And don't even get me started on Anthony Edwards, man. The guy is the truth. You know what I mean? He's the real deal. The confidence that he plays with the swag. You know what I mean? He makes it all fun and brings it all together for that big three in, in Minnesota. So out of those two teams, I'm going to have to give the slight edge to the Clippers because Paul George is back. Mm. But other than that, you know, this is going to be a really competitive matchup. Yeah. So you got a two-headed monster out there and Reggie Jackson, Paul George, the Morris brother has been good. Zubats holds it down. Very underrated center. Versus, you would think, the more talented team in the T-Wolves, right? Carl Anthony Towns, generational talent. That sounds crazy to say, but he is, man. Seven-footer, shooting it like that. Best big man shooter since Dirk. In a uh, league where we're full of big man shooters. Yeah, shouts out, Jersey. You know, St. Saint jo- Saint Joe's. St. Joe's, right? Yeah, St. Joe's finest. Down there in Matuchin, you know what I'm saying? We played them in uh, high school baseball. I didn't get to play him in basketball. Our teams never matched up. But we did play him in baseball where he actually played his freshman year, Carl Towns. We're in the same draft class. Same class. You know, <laughs> Just in case but- you guys were wondering, Ty is a real late rounder. He was the 60th pick overall in 2015. You guys just don't know about him because he chose his career over sports. You know what I'm saying? It's all for the love Only of the plays game, me man. and Faraz getting drafted is 2K. So, <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man but that's a cool ass story i actually my reaction is not as crazy because i already knew that but the fans of the plug man we had a young timer on a sunny saturday morning teeing up getting ready to pitch or excuse me getting ready to hit against the young carl anthony towns and man he did not look young at all did he ty nah he wasn't seven foot but he was at least six eight and he, you <laughs> you can't imagine how funny he looks crouched down in a batting stance <laughs> on a baseball field like as it just doesn't look right he wasn't a pitcher nah nah okay okay at okay, least okay, not okay. when we played him copy that copy no i wouldn't know i just wasn't sure but it would have been so great for the details of the story you know what i mean <laughs> but with all that being said though man yeah we're kind of in agreement here although you would think the team i didn't wolves... even give my pick so i gotta i, oh, I was tripping. just saying i was just saying yeah the t-wolves are the t- more talented team on paper but Paul George is a fourth-quarter player. Anthony Edwards is going to be their closer, but he's not on that level yet. They're a better coach group out there in L.A. too. So that's giving me – that's why I'm giving them the edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Um, with all that being said too, though, um, you would expect, like you said earlier, the Wolves to be able to like win this game and pull it out, especially without Kawhi being there. But I think – if you give Anthony Edwards one or two more years to be able to hit his full ceiling or his prime, 
Carl Anthony Towns, who again, you gotta understand he's been in the year the league now, what, eight years, seven years? He's been in the league a while now, right? And D'Angelo Russell, who's you know, not not the definition of consistency, you know. So when Anthony Edwards picks it up in a year or two and he becomes the guy for them, I think when they become secondary options around him, this Timberwolves team is gonna be really scary. But until that time, you know, I'm giving this one to the Clippers. Um moving on. Two teams that you really didn't expect to be here, right? You have the Pelicans and you got the Spurs. You know, the Spurs who basically since the DeMar DeRozan trade have been unknown. You know what I mean? And the Pelicans, besides a midseason trade, you wouldn't know them other than the team who doesn't have Zion on the floor right now. You know? So, Ty, let me get your thoughts on this matchup right here for the 9-10 matchup. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have not watched one lick of the Pelicans or the Spurs (laughs) this year. (laughs) And honestly, I don't think it matters for me answering this question because those are the nine tens in the West. They're going to have to play the loser of the Clippers or T-Wolves. And I think both the Clippers and T-Wolves are getting into the playoffs. So regardless of how this ends up, I think either of the Pelicans or Spurs end up losing and their playoff dreams end here. Yeah, uh, I'm. although I'm with you 100% on the point regarding once one, whoever wins this game loses... I like the Pelicans, man. I have not seen a Spurs game. However, with that being said, since the CJ McCollum trade, this Pelicans team has actually been pretty competitive and won a majority of their games in the back end of that season or this season, you know? So I do like the Pelicans. I think they're going to be able to pull it off. Spurs are the better coach team. But like you said, it doesn't even matter. Whoever this, the winner of this matchup faces are going to lose to the winner of the T-Wolves and the Clippers. Um... Moving on to the Eastern Conference, right? So we have this you couple teams you wouldn't really expect there, to be honest, right? So the Nets, Cavs, Hawks, Hornets, right? Um, in that order. But excuse Nets me, Nets are in. Nets are Nets are basically in. But I mean, you would never expect a team like the Nets to be fringe playoff or fringe playoff position. Again, you know, that has to do with injuries, then the James Harden trade, and then Kyrie not being able to play more than half the games, which has now changed. Um Obviously, the Nets are in, right? But then even a team like the Cavs, man, who just a year ago, we expected not to be good for five, ten years, which we've known them to do once losing their star players. You know what I mean? They're not the best run team. but Or when I say run, I mean the best managed team, you know? But, uh, man, shouts out to the Cavs for the year that they put together, man. It's really good to see them fighting for playoff position. And, uh, yeah. So, that being said, you got the Nets versus the Cavs. That's a simple one. You know what I mean? Uh, the second matchup is the Hawks versus the Hornets, man. Ty, can I get your thoughts on that? I agree with Ross, man. The Nets are a lock here. Kyrie, Katie, the two of the best closers in the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they both go for 30, 35 in this play. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to get that seven seed. You can wrap that up right now. Um, but out of the Cavs, Hawks, Hornets, who do you think comes out and gets that eight seed? That's tough. Gordon Hayward's going to miss this playing. Right, he's already out. Not sure what the injury is, but he's not going to be suiting up. That hurts the Hornets. Yes, they still got Bridges. They got Lamelo. Terry is still scary, <laughs> but <laughs> he never stopped Haw- being scary. <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> yeah. But the Hawks got someone pretty scary too. Okay, because Trey Young is a real one. Right, Bogdan Bogdanovich doesn't get talked about enough. They got some sneaky shooters that are not named Trey Young in Atlanta. So they're going to be my pick to make it as the eighth seed. 
Yeah, um, you mentioned it. We got the Knicks nightmare and Trey Young. Nah, let me chill. <laughs> uh, nah, but let me let me start it from the top, man. So, like I said, I already touched on the Cavs. You know, I really like their center and Jared Allen and their guard and uh, Darius Garland. You know, with Colin Sexton in the mix and not coming off injury. You you know you know what I'm trying to say. This is a different team as well. Um, the Hawks are one of those teams that you're surprised that are even in this kind of position, right? Based on the season that they had last year, based on the type of player that Trey Young is. You know, and then lastly, we have the Hornets, right? Who, I mean, this is going to be one of the best two punch combinations in the NBA for a long time to come between LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Scary Terry, although I think it's the alpha on the team in the current moment, I think that's due to, you know, experience and amount of time spent in the league. I think he's going to be a great complementary piece to that duo. But man, Miles Bridges, like you, you were talking about him in a previous episode, he's up for most improved player of the year, averaging yep. 20 points. LaMelo Ball is looking scary, but something that we've come to expect from him, you know? Um, with all of that being said, although hearing Miles Bridges from Aliou from LaMelo Ball and those Hornets announcers would be great, right? But uh, I think you give him a year or two. Um, I think the Hawks pulled this one out. The Cavs, although look good, they have two all-stars. They have a legitimate, you know what I'm saying? They have a legitimate conversation for that spot. But I'm going to give it to the Hawks, man. The Hawks are the more proven team. They have playoff experience. And it's not like they're playing seven games. It's just one. So I give it to the Hawks on this one for sure. Well, it's a shocker here. We have agreed on every <laughs> single pick so far. We'll see if it changes because we're about to break down that Eastern Conference. That's been looking me. All year. So we got started off close to home for my boy Faraz. Okay, with the sixth seed. Yes, they slipped to sixth seed. Chicago Bulls. All right. As promising as their start was, to me, it's only going to amount to a first round exit because oh they're set up to face either Milwaukee, Boston, or the 76ers in the first round. Faraz, what are your thoughts? Man, we're going to run through. What I tell you? Once <laughs> comes playoff time, it don't matter who we play. You know what I'm saying? We're going to run huh? through everybody. You know? No, 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 no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, man. I don't know what's more surprising here, right? If the fact that the Chicago Bulls have dropped down to the sixth seed or the fact that the Toronto Raptors have jumped up to the fifth. Mm. At the beginning of the season, we were talking about them in the same breath as who we thought the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to be. And now both of those squads are envying, you know, the Raptors have locked in their playoff position and the Cavs are working to do that, right? Both of these squads have performed insane, right? So to me, that's really crazy. Shouts out the Raptors. I know we're going to talk about them in a second, but man, I'm not really surprised about the drop in playoff ranking or position ranking for the Bulls due to our injuries, due to a lot of things happening. DeMar DeRozan is human. I know there was a point throughout the season we thought he might not be where he's putting up those 35, 40-point games, you know, but he came down to earth a little bit, you know. Um, with all that being said, I like the Chicago Bulls team. We just put this squad together, and we, we thought they were going to be a first seed. We're talking about them being championship favorites. We're talking about how it's a disappointment that they've dropped all the way down to the sixth seed. If you ask me, that's a win in itself. Just a season ago... Oh, Faraz, you're not taking the moral victory right now. We ain't even we so, ain't even thinking about playoffs a year ago. <laughs> now, with all that being said, we got Zach. We got Demar. Our boy Caruso is back. Ball ain't back yet, but Vooch is there. You know what I'm saying? Whether we play Milwaukee and Giannis, whether we play Sixers and Joel, you know what I'm saying? And who's the last one? I don't even I don't even care about them boys in green. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even care about them boys in green, right? It don't matter who we play. The Bulls is running through them. And if, by the grace of God, if we lose, damn it, it's going to be a competitive series. All right? So <laughs> that's hey, all I got to say on that. You already set up the loss, man. You talking like <laughs> y'all already lost. Nah, man. Look, Lonzo Ball ain't coming back. Ever since he put on them triple B sneakers, his ankles ain't been the same. Okay. <laughs> no, that's and black. that drop you talked about coincided with Demar turning back into the red and black Raptor Demar. Okay. So <laughs> y'all better hope he looks like baby Michael again. If you guys have any chance of knocking off Milwaukee, Boston, or Philadelphia, it's a good thing he is. i'm playing i'm playing let me not disrespect mj like that but moving on fifth seed i talked about him a little bit them boys over in toronto man the toronto raptors ty let me get your thoughts on toronto since you already heard mine yeah you talked about the expectations and how they've defied them um they bounced back man they missed the playoffs last year they said never again so (laughs) as the five seed they're facing milwaukee boston or philadelphia in the first round all tough matchups but they got that home court advantage with the no vax no play rule so (laughs) we know boston the rumor is circling they might have jalen brown and al horford miss that round or that matchup if the home games at least for toronto as they are rumored to be unvaxxed so that's going to play a factor. This is a team that plays ferocious defense. Nick Nurse, we know him as one of the best coaches in the league. Pascal Siakam, capable of becoming and taking another step. 25 and 5 is not out of reach for him. Scotty Barnes, talented. Fred Van Fleet, a true closer. They're going to be scary, but I don't see them making it out the first round. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, they're kind of in a tough spot, right, where they have home they don't even know they don't have home court advantage in any situation right but they're close you know <laughs> um and this raptors team and again man just being the fifth seed is a win for them too i don't mean to keep taking these moral victories but again we talked about the expectations we talked about Rico stepping up and pascal after a down season stepping up and all these guys stepping up man scotty barnes with a good rookie season nick nurse you know what i mean first season wins a championship and he's holding it down Letting it be known that he is a championship caliber coach. He's able to work with the pieces. So, man, shouts out the Raptors. But like you mentioned, that their playoff run is going to be short-lived. Now, coming up, one of the favorites, man. One of the big favorites for this year's playoffs. At least all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe there's some questions there for the finals. But the Philadelphia 76ers, who currently are in four, can finish three. Um... Really not a bad spot to be in. Ty, let me get your thoughts on that. Yes, they're going to finish three or four, which means they're going to face either Toronto Raptors or Chicago. We said it's a good spot, but Toronto handed it to them. James Harden combined for, I believe, 30 points in the last two matchups against the Raptors, uh, shooting abysmal from the floor. It's really going to come down to when we're talking about Philly and the, the playoff hopes and dreams they have this year, can James Harden get back on track? Like, this guy, talking about falling off, this guy has fallen off. He's not getting to the rim like he used to. He's turning the ball over. He's shooting awfully. It's a real concern. I got them... I don't even know. I, I, I really think... 
they might lose, but Joel's been so good. I I, I don't know. You talking. Let me see if you can help me convince me. It's hard to that. say that they're going to lose watching the way that Joel has been performing, right? I'm with you there. That's why kind of you're at a loss for words. But the whole reason why it works is because if James Harden, because James Harden is there. You know what I mean? When he's not performing, he's not doing what he's doing. It's really hard for Joel's going to give you 30, right? But yeah. if everyone else on his team puts up five points, they're not getting to 100. They're not winning that basketball game. The teams average over 100 points these days. You know what I mean? So it's crazy to think that just two, three years ago, James Harden was averaging damn near 37 points per game. You know, and this is the shell of the man that was once doing that. You know, I don't think it's too late. I think he, you know, being in, in Brooklyn and that system and then coming to a new system, it, it's going to take some adjustment time. I think we're going to see a different James Harden in the playoffs, but let's hope that is the case for these Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I see them easily winning their first round matchup, but the second round is going to be really tough. Joel Embiid, again, we know what we're going to get from him, but it's really going to take something from James Harden. So now you just said you see them easily winning that first round matchup. You know that could yeah. be your Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean, let's be real, though. Like, okay. the Sixers, like, they're good as fuck. All right. Actually, 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 actually. <laughs> I never said anything about Chicago. <laughs> well, that, I'm just saying they're a potential matchup. They're, they're yeah, playing they're, either Toronto they're, or Chicago. They'll play Toronto. They'll probably play All right. Toronto. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, we'll, then we'll sauce Boston. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so next <laughs> up, speaking of who's next up, you know what I'm saying? We got them boys in green. Mm -hmm. I ain't even going to mm -hmm. dignify them by saying their name. You know what I'm saying? You handle these fools, man. <laughs> All right. We're talking about Boston. Celtic Nation. Where you at? Where you at? They're going to finish two, three, or four. Okay. And that means they'll be facing Toronto or Chicago. Or if they do so well that they end up in the two seed, they're playing a 7-8 winner, which is probably the Brooklyn Nets. So sneak, wink, wink. Everyone's dodging that two seed, okay? No one's trying to face that juggernaut that is the Brooklyn Nets. So let's say they lose. Uh, they're facing Toronto or Chicago. I got them winning, man. I, I got them winning. I feel good about the Celtics. I think this is their best chance, their best shot at reaching the Eastern Conference Finals since they did it five years ago. Was that five? No, four years ago maybe. Either way, yeah, uh, like I feel good about them. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both healthy. Marcus Smart playing really good basketball. The first-year head coach feels like he's got everything working right now. So I like the Celtics this year. Yeah, um, they're good. You know, all due respect to them. Like, you know, I was shitting on them boys in green, just trying to be funny. Now, this team is good, man. I really like Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, I think he's good. I think he at times he can be overrated. Um, and I think that's kind of the issue with the squad sometimes is consistency. But as of late, that has not been an issue, right? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown feel like they finally found their, their way and found themselves in this league here and know what they can and can't do. And, you know, it's not too much what they can't do, right? So um, as long as those boys are performing to the best of their abilities, Marcus Smart, who's one of the most unorthodox players in the league, right? Not meaning shooting style or anything like that. It's just something about him is just different, right? He shouldn't be His good, approach. but he's yeah. good. And yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, so that's how I feel about the Celtics. Expect them to make some noise this season. But again, they're not good enough to beat a Sixers or a Milwaukee. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the one seed because this is a really weak one seed. You know what I mean? But uh, we'll get into that when the time comes. But yeah, that's how I feel about the Celtics. Ironic that uh, both teams in green are in the same position. So we just talked about Boston either finishing two, three, or four. Milwaukee 
and that same slot will finish two, three, or four. But they're being smart about it. They're blatantly dodging that two seed, resting Giannis, Drew Holiday, sit down, Middleton too. So they're really trying to lose this game. They do not want to see Brooklyn in the first round, um, which would mean if they do avoid Brooklyn successfully, it's going to be at Boston or Milwaukee. But they're if they do avoid Brooklyn again, going to face Toronto or Chicago. So if they play Toronto, Chicago, win, win. And I'm going to even say this. If they face Brooklyn in the first round, I think they're going to win. Ben Simmons could come back. Rumored to be optimistic to come back during the first round matchup. But I think it's a little too little. It's, I think it's too little too late. All right. That's it. That's it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'm with you on that. But I mean, to be quite frank, right? This Milwaukee team is or should be the favorite, right? They, they are the champions from last year. You know, they have all the pieces. They've only gotten better. Giannis could be in an MVP season, right? But the funny thing about that is I think if they play the Nets, you say they might win, but honestly, I think they might lose, right? Because KD by himself last year with the worst supporting cast almost beat them. I mean, it's a foot on the line. You know what I mean? That's the difference between them winning the playoffs and potentially winning a championship. You know what I mean? So that's without Kyrie. That's without everyone there the entire time. So I think either way, Milwaukee does not want to finish in second place. And then we'll leave the basketball to the basketball team. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? Last year, Brooklyn did win one or two of those games with Kyrie and James. Oh, well, James went down really, really early. But with Kyrie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And, and what I saw this year, Giannis isn't the same Giannis as last year. This guy is better. He might not win an MVP, but this guy is better. The confidence with jump shots, the way they can double team Kevin Durant, I think is an issue because Kyrie will be guarded by Drew Holiday. They can throw Middleton and Giannis to switch the looks. They're going to double. They're going to rotate Bruce Brown's guy, Nicholas Claston, Andre Drummond's guy, whoever that is. I think they just, they have a really good plan. They have the best defenders possible to execute it. I think I see Milwaukee pulling this out. Well, for one of those rare occasions in the hoop plug moment where we're going to have to agree to disagree, mm. I do see what you're saying. And it does make sense. You know what I mean? But uh, regardless, something that we can agree is that that's going to be probably the best matchup in the entire playoffs in the first round if it happens. Oh, for sure. You know, you know, uh, moving on. South Beach, Miami mm-hmm. Vice, Miami Vice. My, nah, I'm playing. The Miami Heat, though. You know what I mean? They've surprised us all, shocked us, really, just like they did two years ago, making it all the way to the bubble finals. Uh, they've locked in this regular season first seed, man. Let me get your thoughts on Miami, bro. Yeah, man. Miami, I mean, obviously, they're going to win their first round, right? One seed, they're going to be playing the winner of the playing game, the eight, nine, or 10 seed from the plan, which is not the Nets. Uh, they're going to win that matchup. But the real question is, is for, for Miami, how far can they go? Is this a, just a regular season team, or do you expect them to show up big in the playoffs? And to that, I say no. I, I, think they, I don't think they are going to show up. I think they're going to show up, right? They're well coached. They're going to play hard. They're going to play well. They're going to battle, but, man, they're still missing something. Victor Oladipo has been good since he got back. Jimmy Butler is not it. 
Bam Adebayo is <laughs> is like maxing out what he is, but yeah, it comes back to Jimmy Butler not being that guy. Jimmy for me. Butler is mid. I'm sorry, he had a great run in the playoffs, but that was like the best basketball he'd ever play. And people are trying to say he's a top five guy in the league. I just want all those guys who were saying that Jimmy Butler was a top five. People were even telling me he was top two in the NBA. My God, that's like R.J. Barrett, bro. Let's like, keep come it. A, thank you. Let's keep it a full <laughs> stack. And I get it. Jimmy Butler coasts until the playoffs, right? He puts in that work. He got a bummy-ass Miami Heat team all the way to the finals. He won a game against... He stole a game from LeBron by dropping damn near 50. Jimmy Butler can hoop, but he's mid. He's not the guy you want to put the shoulder on. You don't, he's not the guy you want to put the franchise on the shoulders of. And plain and simple, that's what it is. The rest of those young weapons, they're not quite there yet. And I don't think that they'll ever be. They're well coached. And this is the best version of this Miami Heat team that you will ever see. Unless Tyler Hero starts averaging 30 and becomes the next, I don't even know. You know what I mean? So, which I doubt is going to happen. Yeah, man. We saw him average 25 in the playoffs, but that was in the bubble, man. Like, we know they have other scorers. We don't, they don't need Jimmy Butler to average 25. But they don't have other playoff scorers. They don't have Kyrie's or, or any other top-tier guys. Shit, give him a Clay that you know that when you're one or two option, or shit, even your third option, because Clay at the time, he, he could even have been slept on as a fourth option with Dre being in the game and handling the playmaking, right? But with all that being said, you have a guy like Clay who comes in, your, your first few options are not playing well. He can literally give you 20 points. And, man, I don't need to talk about how great Clay Thompson is. We all know that, but you so get what I'm trying to say. Who do you think could knock out Miami in the East? I mean, who are they playing? I mean, shit, the Cavs <laughs> have a chance to beat them. No, I'm not okay, even being disrespectful. No, I'm not even being disrespectful because to me, the Miami Heat are a mid team. They are a six or seven seed that's lucky to be in the first. They've just been able to hold it together for this entire season. Like, I get it. I get it. They've been able to do something spectacular, right? But let's think about those Atlanta Hawks from a year, few years back who ran the league, right? How'd they do in the playoffs? Not so hot. You know what I'm saying? That's Think true. about all of those teams, right? You know what I mean? I don't even need to go into details or mention them. So that's why I feel the way I do about the Heat. I don't think that they're the real deal. Until they prove me wrong, I'm not going to think otherwise, you know? That's true. I think they really... Where they overperform is against teams with one star. Where, they, where, where their flaws really show is, is two-star-led teams. Yeah. Dynamic duo-led teams. Because they can't just... Let's chuck one guy down and win this game. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. Because whoever they don't lock down, that's who's going to win the game for him, so, for the other team. So I don't mean to shit on the heat, but, you know, things are too did hot it. over there. <laughs> we can't <laughs> take it back. We're not taking yeah. it back. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you even you didn't even hear what I said. I was like, I don't mean to poop on them, but things ain't too hot down in yeah. Miami. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yup. <laughs> uh, with that being said, we went through the Eastern Conference. We went through the playing in both the East and the West. It's time to really talk about the, the, the meat here, pause, mm. of the Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to say it right away. We got to get into the nitty gritty, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Little hey, big pause on this home. side, all right? But hey, super pause. I said it before anyone could even think of the pause, right? So, All right. So we already talked about the plan. We're going to start with the five slash six seed because it's still up for grabs. It's going to be one of either Denver or Utah, okay? Both, you could say, had disappointing seasons. Denver had some legitimacy there, right? They had to deal with 
a whole plethora, yes, I said plethora, of injuries. And Utah, some infighting, reportedly. So these guys are going to either face Dallas Mavs or Golden State Warriors. So instead of, you could break them down individually if you want, or you could just tell them which of these matchups you think are most likely to result in an upset. Um, you know what I'm, uh, I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't really see like a upset here because I think that all these teams are good. You know, I think that the worst team out of this, this four team selection really is Utah. But to be quite frank, like they were the first seed, not, not even two years ago. You know what I mean? Or a couple years back. Right. So Every single one of these teams, given the right circumstances, the players not being injured, blah, 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 are great teams. Like, quite frank, typically we'd expect we could even see a situation at one point in time where this could be one, two, three, and four, not directly in that order. But you get what I'm trying to say? I think Denver, Denver's interesting because they're another one. They're just a solo one-star led show right now. Michael Porter Jr. is not coming back. Jamal Murray is not coming back. Yeah. Utah is kind of in the same position, I guess. Jordan Clarkson is a better secondary scorer than anyone there in Denver, but that's kind of close. And they're they're interesting squads because we've known them to be really good in hit in the past, but this just for some reason hasn't been their year. I think Mavs, Golden State, sky's the limit, right? They're gonna be our three, four seeds. Those teams you could see if everything goes right, they can make it out the West. Denver and Utah, even though they're just two seeds behind, clearly on a different trajectory. I'd be shocked if either of them make it to the conference finals. So um yeah, I don't I don't actually see any upsets here. I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, we're on the same page here. And uh yeah, man, I don't know. Um I'm just really looking at this uh Mavs roster. And they kind of got hustled for Chris Tapps, but that's that's a topic for another day. You know what I mean? But fuck Chris Tapps. Honestly, wherever he goes, he's a goddamn, like, virus. Man, I understand why you're talking about that. But anyways, no, I'm with you on that. There's gonna be, we already know what we're getting out of the Western Conference. It's going to be competitive. You know what I'm saying? They're more than likely most games are going to go to seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, with all that being said, right, let's just let's just get it out the way. We think it's, like you mentioned, we think it's going to be Golden State. Da- I think it's going to be Golden State, Dallas, Denver, Utah. Simple. Um, yeah. That's how I feel about it. Word. And right now, Dallas and Golden State are fighting for the three, four seeds. Whichever team is in that three seed is probably playing Memphis after round one. That four seed is probably drawing Phoenix after round one. So there you gotta play for that game. Yeah, yeah. You gotta and play for that. You do not want to see Phoenix in the And that's the round. thing. You don't want to face the Grizzlies either with the way that they've been playing and John Morant has been performing. But I promise you a bunch of this backup the backup committee that John Morant's got behind them are gonna fold come playoff time. You know what mm. I mean? With all due respect to them, you know what I'm saying? They've earned the second the second seating in the Western Conference, but they're a bunch of like like I'm sorry. No one can convince me that Dylan Brooks is a star in the league. You know what I'm saying? I just don't believe it, right? He's been playing well. He has been one of the guys on that team. But my point is, is I think that they're all going to come down to uh, earth very soon. I mean, we've said it, right? Let's talk about the 2C Grizzlies facing the T-Wolves, our Clippers in round one. We've said it both. We think it's a year too early for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. 
But that doesn't mean they can't have a great playoff run they can build on. For sure. So the question becomes, what do you see as their ceiling? Um, like we talked about, Warriors and Mavs are in their path to the Western Conference Final. So they're going to play one of the two. Can you see them beating the Warriors or Mavs? Warriors, well, no. Well, well, if we go oh. contrary to popular belief, if we look at the regular season, the Grizzlies have basically beat the Warriors every single time they've played, right? But with all that being said, using logic and what we know to be the Golden State Warriors, we don't see that happening. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you, though, but I just had to put that out there, you know? That's true. And I think they could very well win or lose all of these series. That's not saying much, but that's, that's the <laughs> truth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luca yeah, yeah. can, Luca can, he can go supernova and, and take over. He can go on average so of 40 point ja. triple double. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Same and that's, case for Steph. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But that's the thing. Honestly, out of all those guys, Jaws going off is probably more impactful than everyone else. Like Luca. You know, Steph, yeah, when Steph goes off, he gives you 15 points in three minutes. You know what I'm saying? Two minutes, like, <laughs> out of nowhere, right? But Steph and, Steph's got other options, other weapons, right? Luca, I mean, like, w besides him, like, that team is trash. But Ja, like, he feeds. And when he eats and he feeds, like, everyone else is eating on his squad. You know what I'm saying? So it's a really interesting dynamic. But I think that... What started all this was, who would you rather play? And you'd much rather play the Grizzlies versus the Phoenix Suns. Facts. And is there any any chance you think they could, the Grizzlies, that being, lose in the first round? They play the Clippers uh, or the T-Wolves? Yeah. Is there any chance? Yeah. 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 I mean, especially I if think I think so. it's going to be the Clippers. I think they can lose because Paul George, again, is a beast. Again, you know, he, he dispelled them playoff peas. Last year, you know, he probably wants to be pushing P now, right? A, and I know? think I think the reason we say that, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's because they haven't done this before. Thank you. And honestly, they are so young. Yeah, their roster is not proven. Their roster is not proven. Besides John Morant, none of these guys have. Ha they haven't made their name in the league. And I can see why someone listening to this is like, "Yo, they've beaten everybody without Ja. Like, what makes you think when they get him back?" They won't just run through these playoffs. It's a different game when the playoffs start. Yeah. It really is. It's it's no longer, you know, and again, I think for the better half of the season, teams were no longer just, you know, putting the Memphis Grizzlies as, eh, we play them, easy win, keep it pushing, right? They started marking their calendar like, okay, this is a team we got to prepare for, right? But you got to understand, in the regular season, the first 30, 40, like, games, like, teams are like, eh, they're just playing well, like not really preparing for them, not really focused on them. But come playoff time, you have a whole coaching staff dedicated to every single player on that uh, on the Grizzlies team, right? And they're gonna break down every single port like pamphlets, right? They can't <laughs> do this, they can't do that. These are the spots to step into their space and not let them shoot. You, you like break down everything. So Every all of their weak, yeah, their strengths are gonna be shown, but their weaknesses are gonna be emphasized. This is the playoffs. Everyone's trying to kill you, which has been the difference between the Grizzlies and everyone else is throughout the regular season. They've been the killers, but it's a different. Everyone's turned it up now. Yeah, but I keep and what makes you off. <laughs> no, what makes all that scouting different? Because you you're, you're always gonna have that for John Morant when when the Grizzlies come, but you don't have that for the fifteenth man on the roster in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's when we talked about that bench mob for the Grizzlies that's been tearing it up. 
that's when they probably get shut down. Yeah. When Dylan Brooks' scouting report is just as long as John Morant's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you mentioned so it perfectly. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Can't wait to see it play out. Will the Grizzlies make this run? If they do, man, the jaw hype is going to be unbelievable. Listen, if they do, jaw is better than Zion. Let's be real. <laughs> One person has done a lot and the other hasn't done anything. You know? Facts. So uh, with all that being said, though, we talked about the East. We talked about the West. Except for everyone's number one seed, the best mm. record in the NBA, a team that everyone is looking at with a whole lot of respect, much differently than we did last year. The Phoenix Suns, man. Wow. This team is taking a step towards greatness, bro. This team, Chris Paul and what Devin Booker are doing right now in Phoenix are elevating I want to say the legacy of the franchise, bro. Like this yeah. is this is an era that can is arguably in line or competing with the Steve Nash era, right? And that's before we even talked about anything that they did this season. You know what I'm saying? So Ty, I'm gonna let you thoughts on the Phoenix Suns, bro. Finals are bust. Yeah. Finals are bust. They got there last year. They better at least get there this year. Um, if they're not playing for the they're not if they're not playing in the final game of the NBA season this year, it's been a failure. Because that's what their expectations are after making it last year. They are yeah. fully healthy. They are well coached and they are ready, man. So we gotta hope CP plays and stays, not plays. We gotta hope he stays healthy. That's been a concern. He even played some of last year's playoffs hurt. Um, but there are no excuses other than that if the Suns don't make it to the finals this year. I'm with you. You hit it. You said it perfectly, right? And I think the Phoenix Suns are going to find it a lot more difficult this year, right? Last year, no expectations. You know what I mean? They barely, not that they barely made it into the playoffs. They were competitive. Chris Paul really was a difference maker for that squad last year. We knew what Devin Booker and those other guys could do, right? But they made it all the way to the finals with no expectations, you know? Even it, just being there was a win for them, right? Now the expectations are different, right? They're thinking of it as, I'm trying to make it back to the NBA Finals and fix what we didn't do last year, right? But they still got to make it back there. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a long, hard road. Everyone's out to get them. They are that top alpha. They are the one that everyone's looking up like, we've got to kill them. And every team is going to try to do just that. You know what I'm saying? So I think the Suns That's are going to find it a much more, have a much more difficult time this year in the playoffs. But if they can get through all that, even with the expectations, even with teams knowing what they can do this year, it's going to be a really good Phoenix Suns team we see, you know? Yeah, and I think the the toughest, the biggest threat in the Western Conference, keeping them from the finals, their biggest roadblock, it's got to be the Golden State Warriors, man. A fully healthy Golden State Warriors, but they're on pace to do that. Um, Steph, Clay, Dre are tested time and time again. They know how to play when the lights are bright. But even though... Golden State is their toughest competitor in my eyes. Memphis is the series I really want to see because that is just – it feels like they got old and, and proven versus the young cats that are on the block. It would be fun. It would be exciting. Uh, I don't know if it would be competitive, but I would like to see it. Yeah, definitely definitely an interesting matchup to say the least, man. I think so too. Um, and again, man, just two fun teams to watch, you know, so. Facts. All right, that's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. With all that being said, keep it tuned, keep it locked. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hoop Plug. And as always, 
put some flavor in your ear. Peace.